Hello and welcome everybody to episode 7 of the podcast. I'm Michael. I'm Noah. And we are the Knights of Entertainment, a podcast covering topical news and deep dives into your favorite and unknown comic books, movies, games, and more weekly. We appreciate you tuning in and hope you enjoy the show. Tonight we are covering... We're co- okay, let me let me let me get this out of the way. We're covering the very first episode of that new show, Velma. So oh, you know, God. Bu- buckle up for it. <laughs> but before we do, we're gonna get a little bit of top news out of the way. I have some news. What news do we have? So uh, I'm subscribed to uh, well, I'm subscribed to two things only on uh, YouTube. I'm subscribed to game trailers, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm subscribed to. Uh, Nights of Entertainment. Please like, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't listen to me. I'm just bullshitting. Uh, but yeah, those are the two things I follow. And because uh, I love video games. It's yeah. probably like like there's not safe for work stuff, video games, and then everything below that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the list. That's what I'm into. Like not safe for work stuff, which you know what that means. Uh, video games, mysteries, spy stuff. I have a, I'm pretty much food. I always wanted to be a, a, I want my own Michelin star. <laughs> That'd be awesome. So, uh, I'm watching game trailers today. And, uh, one of the games that comes out is called I Am Jesus Christ. And I go, th- I'm watching it and it is legit. You play first person as Jesus Christ throughout his life up until his resurrection. And it, it it's not isn't that a little sacrilegious? It's not tongue in cheek. It is a hundred percent serious. Like you're walking oh. on water. You're meeting with your twelve disciples. Your uh, 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 Lazarus, you know, mm-hmm. rising him from the dead or raising him from the dead. And I'm like, he's you're making water into wine. I'm like, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> now is it uh, is it funded by any kind of like nonprofits or anything? No, or? I think it's just like a, just some indie game company. Some it's so uh, in Poland, they're like, uh, yeah, let's make a Jesus game, and they sure <laughs> did. And they, had- I, I mean, I'll give them credit. Nobody's done it so far, so no. And it's it looks. I mean, it's. It's interesting. <laughs> I, I wouldn't play it, but <laughs> more more to you. You don't want to be crucified in the game? Oh, man, I can't even imagine how bad it's going to be. Just whipping the hell out of you. You're carrying a cross in first-person view. You know it's going to stir up a bunch of people, though. Hey, man, I'm just minding my own business. I just got nothing to do with me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. All right. Uh, Wait, first... I'm trying not to breathe. My bad. <laughs> First bit of news, uh, Bruce Willis's family has come out and said that he has frontal lobe dementia. Yeah, I saw that on the news, too. That's fucking terrible. That is a, a huge hit to most action movies. He's one of the best actors, I think, or at least had some of the best action-type movies, at least for popcorn films and stuff. He may have been... Didn't he, like, usher in that genre to begin with, with Die Hard? Yeah. That was, yeah. like, the first real, real action movie. Yeah, I mean, aside from, like, Sylvester Stallone, and we already know how you feel about him. <laughs> God. I am the law. The next one is uh, Richard Belzer has died at 78. Uh, he, he was the CSI. No, the Law SBU. Order. Yeah. Law he was order, my boy. Yeah. Yeah. Munch. Damn. He passed away. Today. I saw that, too. Fuck. Yeah. So that's already two people that <laughs> two people just knocked out. Damn it! So you got Bruce Willis, and he's not even sixty. He's not even that old. No. Fuck. I don't believe so. Anyway, that sucks. 
And then uh, Richard, he was only 78, which is kind of up there, but yeah, he, there's was, people that live longer than that. It was his time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't, he was so mad at me. <laughs> It'll just be a new episode of Law & Order, you know. How did he die? Oh, yeah. Well, I hope they do it. They, I hope they do him service. Like, make a good, you know, compelling episode. Uh, you know, you know, give him some, you know, in memory of or in honor of at the end. And right. there you go. Uh, and finally, we have Sebastian Stan is supposed to take on the role of Iron Man in the new movies. Not playing Iron Man himself, but taking on that leadership role in the new movies. Cool. So. Well, I'll give him a chance. You'll get a Winter Soldier uh, as the lead. We'll get a, a fucking war criminal. As a hero. <laughs> Let's all forget all the murders he did. I mean, but what does that tell you about this new phase of Marvel coming out that you have to have Winter Soldier basically take over this lead role for the Avengers type series? Well, I mean, they need to... Because that's the thing. So the, they, they had their time between the 10 years that was the, the original setup of the MCU up to what we have now. Or Infinity War and, you know, uh, Endgame. And, like, they're just trying to fit a new, you know, like, they're trying to keep it fresh, but at the same time, keep a little nostalgia, I guess. Because yeah. he's from the original trilogy, or the original uh, universe mm-hmm. uh, setup. All the way back from, like, uh, yeah, episode one. They're trying to keep some familiar faces along with new ones. Yeah. I just I just go with the flow, honestly. Like, just, just show me something. I don't care. I like the universe that they created. I know people are upset. They don't like She-Hulk. They don't like Captain Marvel. I'm like, it's just just enjoy it. I do. That's, that's pretty much how I see it. Like every new episode, every new show, every new movie, I'll just watch it with that without any expectations of something more. <laughs> you know, like I just accept what it is, what it is that you're showing me. So basically, what you're saying is to look at it as popcorn film or TV and just yeah, just go with the flow. You don't have to love it. Right, just you could be like, like eh. I never liked every single episode of Seinfeld. Still a good show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't like Friends at all. I don't know who does. Still a good show. I hear. I, I doubt it. Every girl ever is who likes Friends. Guess my cousin Eddie's. <laughs> I'm gonna stop talking before my family gets mad at me again. <laughs> you ever say stuff in family gatherings and? Never mind. <laughs> all right, that's all the news that we have for today, though. All right, so now we move on to Velma. Oh, this will be something. <laughs> this episode is gonna be like we pretty much just cut off right, and then we came back and we had no idea what we're talking about. It'll be real fun for you guys. Just in, just know how we are. So we're talking about season one of Velma, a very divisive show that I've ever seen <laughs> recently. My God, the backlash. <laughs> Yeah. So some of it warranted. Let's be fair. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm get into all of it. <laughs> so season one, episode one, episode one's called Velma as well. <laughs> so Velma, Velma, they're off to a great start. <laughs> so we start the episode. Velma's doing a little voiceover about like uh, how uh, uh, the Scooby Gang started. Right. By the way, Scooby Doo's not even in this. So far, from episode one. That, so they changed their ethnicity to Indian, or, uh, yeah, or Middle Eastern, which I don't really mind. I don't really care, honestly. Whatever makes you happy for your creative... It's, you know, creative... It's a fictional character. You can mess around with it if you want. So she's talking about how she was the one that started 
the Scooby gang. It wasn't Fred and his, his weird sex van. <laughs> this show's rated R, by the way. It's rated R for real. Sorry. I hit my mic. And uh, how, how do you change Scooby-Doo into an R-rated show? By doing what they did in this show. <laughs> uh, so, uh, while she's giving the voiceover about, like, uh, like uh, it's, it's a lot of meta, so it's hard to explain. Like, she's talking about how mostly people that solve mysteries are handsome and have good skills, but not me. Or some shit like that. I don't know. <laughs> So I just go over what I was saying on screen and avoid because a lot of it, the dialogue was just so meta, like it was constantly nagging about uh, TV tropes or tropes in society and all that stuff. And it's like, where's the storyline at? Like, Instead like, of a bunch of bitching. Like, it's just like, yeah, I was pretty much complaining from this to this, from like on, on social situations and stuff. And I'm like, I, I, I understand. Yeah, I get it. But at the same time, you're trying to where's the story at? You, you can tell a social situation within a story by showing, not telling. You know what I mean? Right. They did a lot of telling. All they did was telling, no showing. So we begin the episode. There's a quick shot of her fucking iconic orange uh, sweater. Mm-hmm. And her room's a fucking mess, by the way. There's a fucking bowl of spaghetti in a fucking bookshelf. And... Uh, but doesn't that go... Doesn't that specific part about her being cluttered even... Doesn't that go against the original... As her being like tidy, neat. I don't remember anything about the original. It's been so long. I have to rewatch the episodes. Yeah. I don't know any about her old tropes. I know that she'd say jinkies all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm assuming the climax. I don't really know. <laughs> so, uh, uh, the room's a mess. We go across a bookshelf, and the book's on the shelf. <laughs> Let me tell you. The so book one was History of Fog. I don't know. Here's here's a meta one right here. The book of books seen on TV shows. Really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a uh, next book is so you can't afford not uh, you can't afford audio books. <laughs> the last one, the last one was weird. It said scuba do's and don'ts. So I guess she likes to scuba dive. I don't know. And after the books, we see a mask from one of the original episodes. Mm-hmm. Which after I do this episode, I'll talk about that episode, which is shorter. So we have to talk about. Where Are You, Scooby-Doo, episode from 1970. <laughs> Stick around. So, <clears throat> Velma keeps narrating, and she's like, so this is my origin story, bitches, about, and it all started with a murder. So this is the origin of how the Scooby gang, within this universe, because I think I read somewhere that this is its own pocket universe. Yeah. Its own, you know, variant. Right. Ever since freaking Loki in the multiverse, now everything's a goddamn variant. Which is, okay, fine. Rick and Morty. A hundred years. <laughs> Except for that one guy that's no longer on Rick and Morty. Yeah, and apparently, uh, side note, uh, and more allegations are coming out. So. Well, good job, you stupid bastard. That's what you get. Yeah. Uh, so, right before the uh, the little scene ends, there's a closet. And in the closet, it's a box. Like, and it's a, it's a, you know it's been untouched for a long time. The box is open. There's like a fucking cobweb on it. And in the box is like little detective solving kit, like uh, fingerprint uh, uh, kit. What I write down? Yeah, fingerprint testing kit, magnifying glass, a couple of books, and she's left it untouched. And we find out in a, a little bit why. So she grabs her phone off the other uh, table. She's got five missed calls from Norville already on there. Now Norville is Shaggy. That's his real name. His name is Norville Shaggy R- Rogers. <laughs> 
So she and so it pans it. It pretty much like slides out. You know, like the fucking slide swipe they do. Yeah. On in TV shows and movies to another scene, and we we cut to uh, Crystal Cove High, and then we transition to uh, the girls' locker room. It is a fucking shithole in there. Like I'm like, what kind of? Skull? It's like just a <laughs> ratty fucking. The, the lights are dim. It's just a ratty looking uh, locker room. Yeah. And there's one girl. Just by herself in the locker room. She's got a, a purple uh, shower cap on, a towel, some sandals. Yeah, she'd always wear sandals when you take a shower in public places. And I'm getting warts and shit if you don't. <laughs> it just, just, you know, what, what's it called? A public service announcement. <laughs> wear some sandals when you shower the gym. And uh, she's by herself. She's locking her locker. She got her stuff. I'm going to call her a shower cap for now because we, we don't know who she is. And she, she hears something and she's like, Brenda? And uh, Brenda doesn't, there's no reply. And uh, she looks up behind her and there's a little bag of uh, chips on the floor. And out comes a cockroach. <laughs> and she's like, oh, disgusting. And then another cockroach comes out and begins to fuck the first cockroach. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so this is that kind of show. All right, whatever. So she, uh, she leaves. And then as, she, as she's leaving, some big ass boot comes down and kills both cockroaches, like an ominous boom. Like it's like stalking the the, the shower cap chick is what it makes it seem like. So shower cap joins a whole bunch of other girls in the shower. They're all ass naked. They're all high schoolers too. So what the fuck? But all you see is ass. But all their like breasts and their everything else is covered by soap right. and in the perfect spots. And. We go straight into a fucking meta thing. Like, I got a like, question of the day, girls. She takes her uh, her towel off, so now she's naked, too. But she's got her sandals on. Keep your sandals on in the shower. <laughs> uh, and she's like... These are all the popular girls, which you find out later. Like, they're all part of the same clique. They all just be happening in the shower at the same time. And she asked, how do you feel about the thing that TV shows have in the first pilot episode, where there's gratuitous sex and nudity, but not so much in the later seasons. And she's like, uh, like, oh, you're talking about Game of Thrones, huh? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> A lot of titties in Game of Thrones in the first episode. Yeah. But then again, throughout the whole season, series, I don't know. It was off and on. Yeah, but it was really a lot. They tried to do a, a abundance in the first one, I think. Hey, it got the views. It sure did. And it got people to start watching it for the story. And it, got, it, got, and it also got people into freaking brothers and sisters, you nasty fucks. Yeah. Oh. yeah they, they opened the floodgates. Yeah, they're like, oh, if it's okay on HBO, it's okay for me. Hey, hey brother, come back to my big brother. <laughs> so... And it's all meta, and like there's no storyline here. I'm like, oh, here we go. So I don't know what to write about, right? So they, they all agree with her. Like, uh, Shower Cap's like, I hate when they do that. It's disgusting. And uh, everyone's like, yeah, you're right. Shower, you can tell she's the leader. <laughs> like, you're right, Shower Cap. You got a good point. Like, uh, you're right. I, I hate nudity and all that other stuff. So then this other chick comes in. She's like, you know what? I actually like it when they do that. New shows, they need a hook to draw viewers in. And Shower Cap's like, the only thing shows need is good storytelling. <laughs> and then, and then the, the other chick's like, she had chestnut hair, like brown hair. So yeah. I'm going to call her Chestnut. She's like, oh, yeah? Shower Cap, then how come you uh, were fawning over when uh, Betty and Veronica kissed in the pilot episode of Riverdale? And she's like, what? So they start fucking fighting. <laughs> 
they don't start they start fucking fighting at one point shower cap knocks chestnut to the ground and she'll, she's on her stomach on the floor and she's grabbing her head and she's fucking dunking it into a puddle of water drowning her she's like, <laughs> i'm like oh my god <laughs> so it is a murder in the first episode uh and she's got a real evil look on her face too shower cap so then out of the out of the uh the darkness in the locker room comes that person with the boots on they got a hoodie their face is covered and they, they got this big ass cane i don't know what the fuck i, I watched it three after this episode three times i'm like, what the fuck are you carrying it looks like it's just a big ass like a, <laughs> it looked like a candy cane just a massive fucking cane that would be too big for someone to walk with right like a fucking staff is yeah. what it looked like and she fuck, and this person smashes the fuck out of a uh, shower cap knocks her into some lockers and her fucking shower cap falls off and this flowing red hair comes down and like oh it's daphne um. you realize it's daphne and uh, they go into another meta joke or meta topic, which I won't get into because it's. I'm like, oh boy, already it's been three minutes. And I'm worn, already all these meta topics. I'm, I'm, already, I'm worn the fuck out already. <laughs> so they the they're and fucking a hoodie takes their hood off, right? The attacker it's fucking Velma. <laughs> so it was just to them like I guess she was trying to save her friend or she wanted to kill Velma Daphne. I don't know what the fuck was happening. They hate each other. So Velma. And uh, Daphne are arguing, and they finally, you know, everything calms down. By the way, uh, Daphne's Asian-American, which is fine, I guess. It doesn't bother me. And uh, they're like, it's, everything calms down. All the meta stuff is done, thank God. And da- uh, Velma goes to open her locker. Opens her locker, and inside her locker is Brenda, uh, the one that Daphne called earlier. She's like, and Velma's like, Brenda, what are you doing in my locker? And Brenda falls over. She's dead. She hits the ground, and the top of her head pops up. Like, it just pops off. She's got no brain inside. So they're all fucking freaking out and screaming. And then, uh, what happened after that? I'm all, I'm all over the place. So then the fucking theme song plays. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, the theme song. Hooray. <laughs> I hope you guys don't hear the, but you don't hear the paper, do you? So the theme song plays, Velma, her little title, everything, and uh, when we get back, Velma's in the police interrogation room, and she's got one arm chained to the fucking table like they do, mm-hmm. and she's like, well, damn, they arrested her quick as fuck for what? <laughs> I'm thinking, for what? <laughs> they found, and uh, this fucking, so she's thinking, uh, she's just sitting there, and something whispers, who killed Brenda, Velma? And this fucking ghoul hand grabs her by the shoulder. And I'm like, oh shit, it's gotten interesting now. And Velma's freaking out. She's like, you're not real, you're not real, you're not real. And uh, you hear someone in the uh, further up says, like, what's not real, honey? And it turns and uh, the the ghoul disappears. And at the doorway is uh, two cops. And uh, Velma says something about something. I forgot what she said about uh, something not being real. But they sit down to talk to her. And uh, you find out that they're Daphne's adopted lesbian moms. Like, oh, I, both detectives. Yeah. You know, just, this is how many minutes in? Uh, 47 seconds is what it feels like. <laughs> there is so much damn diversity packed into this little box. Nah, My God. And there's just, there's no story. It's just the only story so far. That's what I'm saying. There's all this diversity, but it has went nowhere yet. And there's so much meta. Like, there's, I I just want to. 
I like diversity and stuff and, and, and new like shows and like when it's within a story structure that's an actual good story, right? Right. Like, okay, I have nothing against diversity in general, but if you do diversity just for diversity's sake, you get pointless. nowhere. Yeah, it's kind of pointless, yeah. Like, because number one, okay, if you want, it, it, I'll put it this way. If you want diversity in a lot of things now, you're trying to do it to to show that you you have a diverse cast or a diverse script, stuff like that. But if you force it onto people, you're not going to get the result of people actually watching it because they're going to be bored of it. You've already got all this diversity. You have all this meta stuff going on already. The meta stuff is what's killing me. I'm like, my oh my god, like I god. I love. I just I want a good mystery. That's what I you know Scooby Doo was known. That was the whole point. And I'm Scooby-Doo. like, man, there's nothing that's driving me fucking crazy. <laughs> So, uh, I'm getting a second hand. It's like, hey, we're gonna do 10 episodes of this, 10 weeks, people. Buckle up. <laughs> we're, we're gonna solve this murder one way or another ourselves. <laughs> so, you find out that they're, you know, Daphne's parents, and uh, you find out that Velma and Daphne used to be really close friends when they were kids, right? But then it stopped two years ago. Here's when it starts getting a little good. Like you can apparently you can tell the kernels of good in between the fucking madness of meta. <laughs> uh, two years ago, her mom disappeared. Velma's mom, and uh, she she Velma changed after that. And Velma says, "I didn't change. Daphne changed. She became the. Uh, she became hot, and she started hanging out with all the cool uh, kids. And she left me behind. So it's like it's a back and forth argument. So, the, so they know that uh, Velma didn't kill Brenda. And right. they, they here's what they actually here's uh, not verbatim, but what they say is like, but we're so bad at our jobs as cops. If you don't find out who killed." Brenda in 24 hours we're gonna arrest you anyway and I'm like well damn <laughs> so now she has 24 hours to find out who normally the cops would if in a regular show they would have let her go right right but she was like no someone someone put Brenda in my locker and I gotta figure out why it, they would take it upon themselves to solve it instead of they have to be forced to solve it because they're gonna get arrested in 24 hours so Velma leaves she checks her phone and she has hundreds of missed calls from Shaggy. I'm going to call him Shaggy. I don't know his name is Norville, but it's Shaggy to me. Sh- Shaggy will always be Shaggy. Right. And he's just like, just back, like, run one right after the other. I'm like, damn, Shaggy, you sipping hard. <laughs> and uh, on the way uh, outside, down the street, she's, calling, she's uh, walking down the, the stairs. And uh, police station's always like upstairs for some reason, I've noticed. Yeah, always, in shows. And yeah, they always, yeah, they always walk upstairs to a police station, and he uh, she bumps into Fred, and Fred is still you know Whitey McWhite. He's the whitest boy that's ever lived. He's still white as black. <laughs> like they didn't change him at all. They changed everybody else. They kept Freddie, Freddie. They kept Freddie, Freddie. You know who does the voice for Fred? I found out in the show, uh, the actor that does Dennis in Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh really? Yeah, I was surprised too. I'm like, oh cool. That makes sense now. Why he's the way he acts in the show. <laughs> uh, so they bump into each other, and she has a huge crush on Freddie. She's like, uh, "Oh, Freddie, it's me." He's like, "Who the fuck are you?" <laughs> he's got no idea who she is. He's like, "It's me, uh, Velma. You cheat off me in Spanish because you think I'm Mexican." But listen, we got in trouble in front of a YouTube video because I've made a Mexican joke. I'm Mexican. I can say whatever I want. <laughs> you leave us alone on YouTube. <laughs> 
so uh, okay, so basically, we already have a love triangle because you got Shaggy that's calling out Velma as a sim. You have Velma that likes Freddy. Well, believe me, there's more than one love. There's it's like a love square. <laughs> love square. Uh, you, you'll find out why. Uh, so Daphne shows up because you know her parents work there. Yeah, and uh, she's like, "Oh, Fred." And then you, they start making out, and you find out that Fred and Daphne are dating in this little universe. And, uh, da- uh, you know, Velma leaves. And Daphne fucking... How do I put this? She fucking manhandles Fred's ass. Like, she puts a fucking... You can, like, she squeezes the meat off of the bone. <laughs> and then uh, Fred's like, oh, no, Daphne. Not not here. Not now. And, and she's like, Daphne's like, well, then when, Fred? So it, 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 what I'm guessing is when I first saw it, it's like Fred is holding out and Daphne's hot as fuck. And she's, like, she's exhausted right now. She's in heat and this man will not give her a sip. She is she is thirsty and he's not giving her a fucking tiny morsel of milk. I was like, God damn. I found that pretty funny, actually. Uh, say no Velma or no no Daphne and Daphne's like oh, she's just fucking so, so basically he's not shaggy he's not simping no apparently he's <laughs> he's indifferent as fuck the real chat of the show <laughs> so uh, we get to Velma's house and we meet her father Amon uh, Dinkley yeah so it's Velma Dinkley and uh, he's a lawyer and uh, they they talk a little bit yeah, how Velma's an outcast in school. Like if you if you'd act normal, maybe you'd be you know with normal kids. <laughs> it's it's all played for laughs. And uh, she's like, if you wanted me to act normal, you should you should have not dated the, the manager or the waitress of the uh, Spooner Malt Shop when Mom disappeared. And then you see uh, the woman's name is Sophie. She's in the the kitchen behind them listening to all this mm-hmm. it's like i'm not just a waitress i'm also the owner of spooner's small shop <laughs> and uh, she's pregnant with the mom's kid already Dude, it's odd well it's, it's been two years Amon's, okay so it's been two years Amon's moved on velma's the one and the baby kicks suddenly and so she's like Amon, go get my camera start taking photos and mom's like oh you got it he goes gets the camera and <laughs> she's how do i put this he starts taking photos normally, right? right. Uh, Sophie and Velma are talking while he's f- uh, f- photographing. And then fucking... <laughs> uh, Sophie strips off butt-ass naked on her pregnant body and t- to take more photos. And, I'm, and Velma's like, oh, shit. <laughs> you freaked out. I would I would freak out, too. And it was just weird. It was a weird scene. Like she, And uh, she tells Velma, like, uh, something, something, something. Because I believe me, there's no dialogue... I can take that's not meta. Ninety percent. I'm 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 trying to do a good deep dive because I messed up on the Inuyasha one, right? But I'm watching this like there's nothing I can do. <laughs> I'm doing the best I can. This is the best I can. There's like there's nothing like I can pull that. that but but this was your punishment. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> it's obviously really good. Because like you normally I can find dialogue that would you know heighten or enhance the storytelling. Yeah. But they don't say anything that has any meaning <laughs> to the story. So, Velma leaves, but she finds out that she's gonna have to work with at the uh, Spooner Mall Shop now. Fucking, she Sophie pulls up a fucking uh, uniform. Velma's pissed. <laughs> so, we go to Spooner's Mall Shop, and there, all the kids are having a memorial there for a memorial there for Brenda. Right. And uh, one of the girls, <laughs> Krista, 
one of the popular girls, she's singing Brenda's favorite song. <clears throat> if you're horny, let's do it. Ride it, my pony. I got that part. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to. I heard I heard this song three times. I had to. So then <laughs> Michael's freaking out. So then uh, Daphne gets on the mic, and she's like. Uh, Here's here again. I don't know what to say here. What they said, right? Because it's mostly just incoherent to me. Right. And she tells everybody that Velma, the one who's working here right now, Velma's in the corner over there. She's in the corner giving fries to Daphne's moms, who was sitting in the booth. I guess this is a small town. She's like, it was Daphne or Velma's the one that's been accused of murder. And everyone's like, oh, did Velma? <laughs> they all freak out. All, all the students there from school. Yeah. So Velma's like, fuck. <laughs> and then Daphne's mom's like, oh, that was a secret, Daphne. You know, you got to keep a secret who the suspect is. So then Velma gets mad. She dumps the fucking fries, grabs a handful and shoves them in her mouth. And then she fucking leaves. And she goes to, to the back. And one of those big ass fuck, you know, those gate doors that close hard as fuck. Yeah. Uh, in the back of the alley, just... <laughs> And they make that all that satisfying rattle noise. Mm-hmm. That she goes through one of those, and uh, there's like a thousand cockroaches in the fucking alley, just like kind of edging toward her, right? And she's like, "Well, fuck this too," and she tries to go back inside, but the door's locked from the the inside, the outside, because mm-hmm. you know they lock from the outside. Yeah. Like people can't get into the fucking back of a restaurant from the back. Right, right. And. Uh, she hears something. She's next to a dumpster at the door, and she hears something on the other side of the dumpster. And she's like, "Oh fuck, here we go." She goes around, and uh, out of the, out of the fucking side of the dumpster, fucking pops out Fred. He's like, "Oh <laughs> shit!" And and, uh, and he doesn't remember who she is. Like, who are you? <laughs> I can never remember who she is. And he doesn't remember poor people apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's something. It's a, it's a disease he has. And Fred's upset. He's ashamed of himself because he's been crying so much over Brenda's death. And he wants to be manly like his father because his father thinks he's a, he's a coward, right? Right. And so it's like an actual, like, I was like, oh, I feel kind of bad for Fred. Like, he's fucking bawling his eyes out for the murder of someone that he knew. Uh, I think he said that he, it was his uh, backup in case Daphne got a uh, too clingy. <laughs> Some bullshit. Uh, I think he said in the earlier uh, scene. I can't remember. And now she's already clingy. Well, she, she all she wants is some dick, and Freddie ain't giving up an inch of it. I don't know what the hell's happening. I'm so confused. So, so Vel- Velma, uh, she, uh, she's like, here, let me tell you a story. And she recounts her time with her mom, and how the very first mystery she ever solved was, um. Uh, Finding out that her mom uh, smoked cigarettes. Right. Uh, you have you have a little flashback montage. She's Velma's drawing uh, this beautiful little kid stuff. Like, oh, it's her and her mom together, right? Mm-hmm. Sunshine, rainbows, and butterflies. And uh, she the, the image of like the the cigarette smoke because the cartoon it whips past her nose. She's like, what the hell's that smell? She goes outside. She catches her mom smoking. She shouldn't be smoking, and she sprays her mom with a hose. It's all really you know PG family stuff. It's like, oh okay, I get it. I'll, I'll stop smoking. Her mom goes back to uh, her office and she finds the drawings of Daphne that drew of her and her mom. She's like, oh, and then she started giving her little mysteries to solve mm-hmm. to uh, you know occupy her time. 
the first one was getting her uh, idea juice, which is just a bottle of alcohol <laughs> to, to drink. You know, it's a little scotch next to her. she, because her mom's a mystery writer. Like she writes, you know, fiction mysteries, and so should have probably read more and more of this. I'm reading as I'm going. So over the years, Velma got really, really good at solving mysteries. Right. So it started when she was little, and then it kept going uh, as she was getting older. So this is pre two years ago. So yeah, this is two years ago before the show started. She had found her Christmas present was the detective set that was in the first at the beginning of the episode that it's untouched. And uh, but then she got really upset about it because she thought she she ruined Christmas. She found her gift, so now she won't be surprised. Mm -hmm. And so her mom, feeling bad, her mom left that night to uh, get her something that she's gonna wrap for Christmas morning. And uh, she disappeared. That was the last time she ever saw her mom. Was she her leaving to go get her another Christmas present that she could unwrap? Right. The police, uh, Daphne's moms, they're like the only two cops in town, apparently. That's what I'm looking at at the moment. <laughs> they find a da uh, Daphne's mom's car uh, in some woods somewhere, just abandoned. And nothing inside but her glasses mm -hmm. and a Christmas present already wrapped up for Velma. And uh, <laughs> so she didn't need glasses, but, but she started putting her mom's glasses. So now she wears her mom's glasses all the time. Fucked up her eyesight. God. <laughs> it's what it looked like. Uh, so she's like, I'm going to find my mom. You know, I'm good at mysteries. I'll, I'll uh, try to find her. So she goes to the, the location where the car still is, and she looks for clues. And well, with the glasses, she, she it's got like magnifying glasses. So she, that's what's funny. She had her magnifying glasses and the fucking glasses she was wearing. So she must have been seeing the fucking <laughs> molecules of atoms and shit at the at the at that point. <laughs> and uh, suddenly, the guilt hits her that she feels that it was her fault. Her mom disappeared because she wouldn't have left if she hadn't been a spoiled little brat. Won another president? Well, no, because she found the president. She thought she ruined Christmas. Mm -hmm. So, her mom would not have disappeared had she not left, if she had not found, technically, if, basically what they say is if she had not solved that mystery, mm -hmm. her mom wouldn't have left or disappeared. And it gives her a fucking heart attack. It gives her a panic attack. Yeah. And she starts having these hallucinations of, like, ghouls and, like, hands and creepy stuff grabbing her. And uh, ever since then, she swore off in solving mysteries. That, so that's that's like the first time I've had some actual story. Right. Like, so she she doesn't want to solve mysteries anymore because it gives her fucking panic attacks mm -hmm. due to the guilt of her mom disappearing because it, she felt it was her fault. Like, finally, some actual story. Something... Like something to kind of grasp on. Yes, I'm like, God, finally. I can... I can this, I, is, this is half of horror into the episode? Like fucking 30, 59 minutes, seconds in. <laughs> They feel like it never moves. It's like, it's eternal. <laughs> it's the slowest running episodes ever. Uh, so we go back to the present and uh, it makes uh, Fred feel better. It's like, gee, thank you, person I don't know. And uh, this fucking car down the alley, its lights turn on and they, it comes fucking running down the alley. And I'm almost like, uh, Fred, there's a car coming. We got to go. And Fred... Instead of it got meta, 
Again. Like, yeah, like he's like, uh, you're right. If people see me hanging out with you, I'll lose credibility as a cool kid or some shit, he says. Oh, and he fucking God. dips and knocks her down. And then the car. <laughs> Move, poor person. Yeah, the car almost fucking. It stops right in front of Velma. Yeah. And out comes Norville. It's like, Velma, I found you. Of course, I said Velma. <laughs> I've been tracking your phone. I found you. <laughs> he knew where she was all along. And uh, so Velma, uh, he t- uh, Norval tells Velma, like, did you get my VMs, my video or my voice messages? He kept saying VMs and keeps explaining that VMs are voice messages. It's like we get it once. You know yeah, he did it like fucking the whole like little bit. Uh. And I was like, oh boy, Norval. And he tells her he might know who killed Vel- uh, He He knows who killed Brenda. And she's like, you do? Tell me. He's like, no, it's in my VMs. Did you get my VMs? <laughs> They're voice uh, messages. So she she listened to one, right? Mm-hmm. And it says, like, he's talking like, I, I know who killed Velma or, or Brenda. And then it, it cuts to them driving in the car. And now she's listening to another one. It says, like, so I guess I'm saying I don't know who killed Brenda. And I'm like, what the fuck? So what the fuck did you tell her the first message? So like 18 <laughs> messages down is what I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. He told her he doesn't actually know who killed Brenda. <laughs> so they're in the car and uh <laughs> normal does this thing where he's like i hate drugs you shouldn't do drugs the the shaggy thing about weed yeah so norville doesn't like drugs they they, they hammer that into you immediately oh, god so he starts wondering that he may he doesn't know who killed brenda but he may know who may he may know who killed brenda because he okay so what happened was He's been wondering why a very boring malt shop is the most popular place for teenagers in this town. Right. Uh, and he thinks it has to do with drugs. Don't do drugs. I hate drugs. Something like that. But we all know Shaggy was a pothead. So, well, guess we'll never know now. <laughs> uh, so Norval sent one of his reporters, mm-hmm. Brenda, to investigate the malt shop. And Brenda... Uh, he gave he gave her his, her his camera to to uh, photograph anything that she might find, and then one day while she was investigating, before she died, she te- she sent him a message that uh, she sent him a message that she found something really weird in the bathroom, but she she didn't tell him what it was, and she took a picture of it, and then she died, or then she was killed. Mm-hmm. So now. So Velma starts thinking, like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So now it's getting good to me. There's an actual story. Yeah. Brenda was investigating something that may have got her killed due to something that Norval told her to investigate. At the mall shop that Sophie, uh, Velma's, I guess, stepmom, mm-hmm. owns. So I'm like, oh, here we fucking go. Started Finally. Getting, I Finally. started getting a chub. I was so happy. I got, started getting, <laughs> I got a mystery chub. I'm like, here we go. I love me some mysteries. <laughs> Uh, so Velma's like, wait a minute, Sophie just got a new camera, but we can't afford a camera. We're broke. My dad says so. That's why I can't get any new clothes. It's just when she wears the same vest and they did a meta joke, hard as fuck. <laughs> so she's saying that they can't afford a new camera. Right. So where does Sophie get this new camera that she has all of a sudden? So now she's like, if I can get that camera and see what's on it, then I can have, you know, Sophie arrested for the murder of Brenda. I won't get arrested for the murder of Brenda, and I'll have Sophie out of my life, and I won't go to jail, because the cops are still going to arrest her right. in 24 hours. So, uh, 
so then so her next plan is to find the uh, Sophie's camera. Mm-hmm. So uh, Norval drops her off at her, at her house, and she goes in, and Armand and Sophie are sleeping on the couch, and the camera's right there. So she fucking grabs it, picks it up, and starts going through the pictures. And she's like, oh, my God. And then Amon wakes up. He's like, it's true. It's 100% true. Uh, Sophie's been taking photographs of babies dressed up as vegetables. It's how she paid for the camera. I'm like, well, that, that goes that fucking mystery. Like that. Like in two fucking minutes. I was getting excited. My, I went flat as fuck after that. So it turns out that Sophie got that camera... And paid for it by photographing babies for other families dressed up as vegetables. That's how she paid for her camera. <laughs> Most uh, like random thing possible. And then and they stopped it quick. Like it was like like that. The mystery. Like there, there was no. It, that red like, herring was like done like immediately. It didn't even give it a time to like actually you know. Toward the end of the episode, you find out Sophie's not the actual, you know? Right. Like, they didn't even like, like they told you that it could be her, and then like two seconds later, and they made they, it compelling enough. That, that it, it could be because of the camera earlier and yeah. I was like oh this is getting interesting but if they squash it within two seconds fucking instantly I was like fuck <laughs> so then uh, I was like so if Sophie didn't kill Brenda who did and that fucking wakes up her fucking guilt ghouls and they start going after her and she starts f- having a panic attack her dad's being a dumbass like what did, did you eat the gummy bears vitamins again She's fucking hey, like she's like legit having a fucking cardiac arrest, and uh, what happened? So uh, Sophie wakes up and she's like, "Don't you see? She's having a uh, hallucination from her uh, guilt." And she starts, she fucking starts bashing into her fucking chest to restart her heart, mm-hmm. and it wakes her up. And so she, uh, she, she comes back to life. <laughs> they really fucking nonchalantly went through this. And uh, you find out that the reason that Sophie's mall shop is so popular is she's got good food, good music, and she lets the teenagers fuck in the bathroom. So they've already ruined that mystery, too, of why. And the mall shop is popular? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good, like, mu- good music, uh, good food, and they let she lets the teenagers fuck in the bathroom. That's 100% why it's so popular. Uh, so... Um, here's where I get, there's a here's another little part where it got like like I felt you know some actual something right. from the show. Amon apologizes to her his daughter Velma. He's like, I'm sorry I didn't believe in your hallucinations. I guess I should say that they were hallucinations because she sees these things yeah. attacking her. I'm sorry. This, this story just has me everywhere because there's nothing I can, you know, pull from linearly. You know what I mean? <laughs> like one after the other because everything's back and forth. Everything's all meta. Yeah. I should have probably explained it was hallucinations he's been having that are causing cardiac or her. I mean, that was pretty clear. Okay. But... Just making sure. I'm still getting but better. There, there's so much meta going on. Like it's like it. clouding my fucking brain. <laughs> Listen, everything that you've went through already, this is episode, what, one? Yeah, we got nine more to go. And it's already blowing your mind and just creating this rust that won't go away. Yeah, like I'm trying to like actually find the actual story, you know what I mean? Instead of just like bit jokes throughout the whole yeah. episode, I'm like, fuck. So here, here's an actual good part of the like actual episode. I'm on apologizing for not believing that she had hallucinations. Right. But I've told you before, your mom didn't disappear because you solved a mystery. She left us. 
and Velma fucking she fucking gets angry. It's like that's a damn lie. She did not leave us. She loved uh, me. And it, it uh, she's like, uh, why did I write big Brazilian booty on here? Don't don't mind what I'm doing on my free time. Here we go. Uh, so she's like, you may have been a big jerk, uh, but Mom loved me. I was a good. She, I guess she was gonna get a good kid. Yeah. But then she had another flashback, like the one earlier uh-huh. with Fred, and then we see the same sequence that was earlier, but how she really was. Right. So she caught her mom smoking. Right. She sprayed her with the hose to make her stop because smoking's bad for you. But she hits the 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 water hits the cigarette and it goes into her mom's eye, and fuck fucks up her eye. The cigarette goes into her eye. So it's it's changed from what happened earlier when nothing happened. She just right. My question: How the hell does water make a cigarette fly into your eye? She hit it with a. She was in her hand. I know, but I don't know. Put, wouldn't they put it out? Apparently not, because it fucking <laughs> fucked up her eye. Because the next sequence, she had a fucking eye patch over her left eye. <laughs> and so then she went to go see the back to her office. Her mom did, and she found the uh, the, the drawings. Right mm-hmm. they, earlier, there was like, you know, her and her mom drawing together and butterflies and rainbows. Yeah. But what it really is is fucking a dragon getting his tail cut off, creepy eyes, a mouth, a cat taking a shit. Those were what she actually drew. <laughs> Not only did she draw those, but she drew them on her mom's manuscript for her finished uh, uh. book. <laughs> so then the next scene, uh, she, her mom's on her, at her laptop, and uh, she she's looking at she's missing her you know her drinks empty. Yeah. She pulls her la- the top of the laptop down, and she sees Velma had drank her alcohol, and she was fucking shit faced. Velma was drunk, like oh she's like my idea juice, and uh, Velma tr- falls and she smashes the 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 glass of alcohol right on the laptop and breaks it. So now we see how Velma really was. She was not the sunshine's daughter that she thought she was. She was a little brat. She was a handful, I would say, instead. So, it's so fucking weird. I just, I brought a cat taking a shit. <laughs> and uh, so, so Velma's like, fuck, maybe, maybe she did leave us. And she has, like, this epiphany, like, uh, like, if she did leave us, then why am I holding all this guilt for her being gone? I should just let it go. Be the new me. Be a, be a better me. And she takes the unopened Christmas uh, uh, box that she's had all these years, these last two years. She fucking dumps in the trash. Like, it's, it's about to be like, it's Britney, bitch. It's about to have a Britney, bitch moment. <laughs> it's what's going to happen here uh, in a second. So, oh, you're not even joking. <laughs> oh, no, God. I'm not. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> so, she's finally, she's like, finally, I'm done. I'm going to be a normal uh, social kid and forget about all this stuff. And the next day at school, you know, the fucking doors swing open and she's Velma's wearing like this dress and like this fucking sparkly shirt. It's Brittany, bitch. And and she just fucking walks in and everybody's like, oh, shit, Velma, is that you? It was, everyone's like fucking just head over heels for her, right? Right. It's all fucking amazing now. And she's all like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm the new me. So now that you're not, some guy asked her, now that you're not ugly, we can go out. I'm like, God dang. <laughs> he said something to that effect. And then one of the popular girls was like, uh, hey, Velma, you play cards? Because I'm called bullshit. I don't, know what the, I don't know. That didn't make any sense to me, but maybe it does to you guys. 
and you're only dressing up and uh, acting all uh, you know normal because you want us to forget that you you killed Brenda and then all the fucking like a fucking switch all the students like yeah you're a fucking murderer <laughs> they all fucking turn on her immediately <laughs> they start throwing fucking paper pencils a fucking tomato a banana peel <laughs> I don't know they just fucking tossing shit at Velma and then one student you know those fucking uh trays that you chop paper with they yeah. have the blade on the end yeah yeah that she fucking picks it up and throws it at Velma's face I'm like god dang <laughs> so out of nowhere Fred jumps in and catches that fucking uh, thing right mm-hmm. he fucking launches it back it hits a wall the fucking base rips off from the blade and the blade chops up some kid's leg so he's just fucked up all there's just a fucking decapitated or a legless uh, person now and no one acknowledges it. He's just his, his leg is chopped in half, like from the knee. It's gone. And they just they, they, and then he's like, everyone stop. And he tells like, uh, I, I spoke to Velma last night in the alley, and uh, from what we talked about and what I saw from her, she could not be the killer. She's just a scared, frightened little boy looking for some friends. And I'm like, oh, I thought he was projecting himself onto Velma. So they're all like, oh, they're all, they start cheering Fred, like, yeah, Fred, you're right. <laughs> like, like, like he's just that, he's just got that charisma about him. And so Velma, she's in the bathroom now. She's fucking cleaning her face with motherfucking tomato juice. And uh, the lights go out. They come back on, and the fucking popular girls, Daphne in the lead, are. Uh, uh, behind her, so pretty much they stalked her, and uh, she's like, "If you want uh, Fred so much, you can have him." And she's like, well, "Fred?" And I was like, "I don't want Fred." Like, I, I mean, like, I, like, if someone said he want to see a naked picture of Fred, I'd be like, "Yeah, but I don't want to date Fred." I mean, it's just a weird like sequence, <laughs> and she's like, uh, "Like, you can have Fred. I don't care. I don't want him anymore. Uh, just good luck with him." He's so weird that he won't even let people watch. Uh, he he kicks everyone out of the uh, Spooner bathroom, the Spooner Mall shop bathroom when he has to go. Like he kicks everyone out before he goes to the bathroom. She's like, uh, "Good luck with that." And uh, it, it clicks something in Velma's head. She's like, "Wait, the Spooner Mall shop bathroom? If Brenda was there, maybe she got a picture of Fred doing something." So now she thinks Fred is the yeah, which I I guess it kind of it's kind of like a quick weird way to segue into Fred now being the murderer because they don't really set it up like that. God dang it! Keep hitting my fucking mic stand. We're real professional here, if you guys don't notice. <laughs> uh, so now she thinks that Fred is the murderer because of what Daphne said, which I guess that's how detectives work. Like they, they'll hear some like weird like and it'll like click in their head. Yeah. So I, I respect that. I've seen enough detective stuff. And I've had stuff like in my head, like, wait a minute. <laughs> like just like random thoughts in your head. Yeah. That click just like, like it'll be like the most obscure thing. And it just clicks to whatever you were thinking earlier. Mm-hmm. It's like, what? Appalachian milk goats. So he was the killer. <laughs> just a red, like, it just like, that's how detective brains work. Yeah. Like they just have so much information. It just starts, it just clicks. So she, uh, Velma goes look for Norval because he's got the car. Mm-hmm. She can't drive, or she's like, they're, they're poor, as we've established. 
uh, so uh, when she sees he's I guess he's in his like little newspaper mm-hmm. uh, office classroom whatever the fuck it is and he's looking at one of the it's like uh, why drugs are bad drugs are bad oh god still going on with that <laughs> yeah <laughs> Shaggy's uh, he's black by the way if anyone wondered that's why they're trying to say the drugs are bad because they don't want anybody to put two and two together that's all it is I don't know. Like they just made Shaggy black. I was, I'm like, it's whatever to me. No, if he look it, like, it, if I remember right, they they drew him where he had dreads, right? Uh, little short locks, yeah. Okay, but if somebody associated that with Jamaican and then weed, oh yeah, well they can't have that. That would be a stereotype. Exactly. So drugs are bad, okay? No, drugs but, are bad. but to be honest, drugs are bad. Don't don't be doing heroin. <laughs> So yeah, so Velma thinks that Fred killed Brenda because she caught him doing something or something about him in the in the bathroom. And now like that kind of, you know. So uh he uh, she wants to go to uh or Nova's like, "Aren't you worried that if you investigate this, you'll have another panic attack?" And she's like, "I'm over that. I'm done with that. I ain't no problem no more." <laughs> and she she figured out what she whatever was triggering her no longer triggers her anymore. Right. Her mom's disappearance because her mom just left her because she didn't care is what she's thinking so uh, Velma sneaks into uh, Fred's house a fucking gargantuan mansion <laughs> and Velma goes inside and her phone suddenly rings and uh, it's normal he's like I'm bored like she's trying to sneak inside the house and he's fu- her phone is fucking ringing top knob like oh boy <laughs> at least he didn't call and just breathe <laughs> uh, so She's starting to investigate, and then she starts having another hallucination. She's right. like, oh, shit, I thought it was over, but I guess I was wrong. And she looks over, and it's her mom. It's like, oh, this one isn't so bad. And, and her mom's like, oh, but it's about to get much worse. And she turns into this fucking massive monster. I'm like, oh, so her hallucinations aren't over. And uh, she starts having, like, this is like the panic attack of, like, it's like, it's time to die. Mm-hmm. Type of, like, uh, I'm not, you ever had those pains in your chest that happen randomly? You're like, oh, fuck, this is the one. <laughs> and then they go away. It's, it's like that, but it's not going to go away. Yeah. So she starts really freaking out because she's, she's like, she feels like she's about to die. And uh, Norva's like, you can't die? And, like, she's like, why? This is another one of the actual realness that I appreciated, like something. She's like, why? I'm weird and nobody likes me. She's fucking teared rolling down her eyes. It's like, so if I die, who cares? And he's like, oh, that's not true. I care. I, I like you. But I don't mean I like like you. I like like you. Like he was saying he loved her. Yeah. And she, well, I mean, okay. Let's be fair. We kind of know this with the hundreds of messages that he leaves her. Uh, yeah. So we, we knew this. <laughs> But she doesn't know this. So when he says that, like, but I like you, like you. And she's like, what? Like, like uh, for a split second, the hallucination disappear. Yeah. But then they come back. She's like, so Fred or normally like a brother to me. You're so funny. Well, wait, that's it. Say something funny. Make me laugh. And then the hallucination will disappear. He's like, he was upset. Like, oh, how, oh. how, how quickly she brushed him off. So he's like, uh. <laughs> what did she I wrote down what he says oh boy here we go so she encourages him to keep talking right to keep making him laugh so that the hallucinations appear he says your face is why I get up in the morning and she fucking <laughs> laughing her ass I'm like oh Norva you poor fuck 
And then Velma's laughing, like, keep going, Norville, come on. He's like, oh, he's, he's like, he's mad. <laughs> Fucking, he's upset. He's like, ah, you're the main character in all my dreams. <laughs> and the hallucinations stop. She's fucking laughing her ass off. So the hallucinations stop. And uh, we're in Fred's room. Right. And she finds the camera underneath the uh, his, his bed. Mm-hmm. Back outside, uh, Norville's like, well, fuck. He's upset. Like he just professed everything he had for her, and, and all she did was laugh about. All she did was laugh in his fucking face. And uh, the, the uh, some cop lights come on. He's like, "Oh, this is the last thing I need right now." <laughs> so Velma looks under the bed, grabs the camera, and sure enough, on one of the, the little straps, on the strap for like you put around your neck, it says Norville. It's his camera. Yeah. He put his name on it, and she starts going through it. Uh, and it shows Krista. She was the one that did the song yeah. the, the, that I sang a second ago. <laughs> and she's making out with one of the, uh, some random other student. And she was like, oh, get it, get it, Krista. And then she sees a, a bunch of videos of Fred. If, like, he, like, he's kicked everyone out. Mm-hmm. There's one of him looking toward where the camera is, but he's not looking at the camera. He's just looking that way. Yeah. One where he's turning, and then one where he's at the urinal. Mm-hmm. Just three pictures. When you see him, there's nothing to him. Yeah. She's like, you don't, you don't think anything about it. But then, uh, Fred comes out of the bathroom. He had just taken a shower. He's wearing a white bathrobe. Yeah. He's like, well, looks like you figured out my secret, huh, Velma? And Velma's like, uh, what? And he's like, he fucking shows her his leg. And it's like, it's smooth as a fucking baby seal. Like it, it's so smooth. It's like, it's like glowing, like off of the light. And she's like, what, you're hairless? It's like, not hairless. I haven't gone through puberty yet. I'm a late bloomer. So I guess when she took a picture of Fred, when he was turning to unzip his pants, uh-huh. she took a picture of his dick. And you find out in one of the later episodes that it's it's the size of a baby carrot. <laughs> and so he was like, uh, like uh, he's him. His father tells him he's had to keep the secret, right? Yeah. Or you'll be humiliated. Uh, of course, I'd be humiliated. Like a fucking baby carrot. I'm like, god dang. <laughs> so he's like, I have to. I'm have to do to you what I did to Brenda. So he 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 puts his hand in his. Uh, in his uh, bathrobe, and he starts coming toward Velma, and they they, they do like a really evil look. Yeah. It's like, well, I guess he's getting murdered. She's getting murdered then, is what it looks like. Uh-huh. And then two gunshots go off, boom, boom. You look down, and he they, both of it, someone they shot him in both fucking kneecaps. They fucking clipped him and Fred in both of them. He's like, oh shit! He, fa- <laughs> he falls down, and out of his pocket, his hand comes out of his bathroom, and out of that, there's a, a pen and a checkbook. Yeah. And at the doorway is uh, Daphne's mom's. They're like, oh, they got their guns up and they're smoking. And Norville comes in like, Velma, you okay? He's like, oh, I'm good. He's like, well, it looks like we got ourselves the killer. Like, your friend's like, the killer? I didn't kill anybody. And Velma's like, what? You think you're going to do to me what you did to Brenda? I was going to pay you off to not tell anybody. I can't, I can't kill anybody. So... Uh, they they pretty much arrest uh, Fred. Yeah, and uh, Velma and Norval. Norval goes. Norval draws Velma back off at her house, and she's like, "I thought your hallucinations were done." And she's like, "Well, apparently they're not done. I guess it's uh, 
So here's another good, like, it was like she was, she still feels guilty about her mom. And it's because she knows that her mom loved her and she wouldn't just abandon her. Mm-hmm. She pulls out the, uh, the, the present from uh, the trash and on it, it says like two from, right? Mm-hmm. It says to Velma, but where it says from, it's scratched out and it says love Dia, her mm-hmm. mom. So clearly see, she still has to figure out what's going on with her mom. So she's not she's not over to the guilt. Yeah. The hallucination is going to be there for the rest of the season. It looks like I actually respected that part. It was an actual story. Something, something like they didn't just throw it away, right? She still feels guilty that her mom's gone, and she feels like she needs to figure out why, right? Because she knows that her mom loved her, and she needs to find her. My guy, you get that. So Velma's like, well, I'm done for the day. She goes in, right? She sees some cockroaches on the on the ground around. So she pulled out the the, the box from the trash. And next to the trash is the box for the recycle. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of cockroaches around that. And she's like, ugh. And she fucking leaves, right? Norval's like, that's weird. So then he he looks in the recycle bin. And he's like, oh, shit, Velma, you might want to come see this. And she comes in. Or she comes over and she looks and it's Krista from earlier mm-hmm. and she's dead. The fucking trash, the the recycle bin tips over and same mo. She's got no fucking brain. That's now two, and the show and the episode ends right there. Now that's that's two people killed. Two of the popular girls. Mm-hmm. Not only that, both of them in Velma's location, her locker room, and now her house. That right there gave me a mystery chub. Like, oh, we got ourselves a real mystery then. Someone's either trying to frame Velma or they're trying to get Velma's attention. So, people, I tell you, I'm going to be... See, there's good, but it is so much bad. <laughs> My God. Now, so far, for this was episode one, right? Yes. On a one to ten for episode one, what is yours for? For the mystery stuff? For all the entire show. A fucking two. <laughs> For the mystery stuff, a fucking 10 out of 10. Because I'm curious. I'm curious. So, okay, so for out of uh, what percentage of the show is actual mystery versus what percentage of the show is just... 95% meta, 5% mystery. It's 5% actual story. Okay. And even the actual story, they try to play it off sometimes as a joke. Uh-huh. Which makes me mad as fuck. <laughs> like I see so much potential. That, that's what I was gonna say. So there would have been potential had they've not had they not gone down this meta route where they just keep making jokes about. So what you're also telling me is that this entire season probably could have been one thirty minute episode of Scooby Doo. They could have done like, at this point, it seems like it. Yeah, you know, like put the actual story into one thirty minute episode. I barely got like from from what I told you, the, the story stuff is like minimal compared to like just yeah. the random throwaway jokes. So, so but, had they had they just done a regular show, like done the comedy to come out of the show, right. and not force the comedy into the show, mm-hmm. it would have been a great show. Be like a fucking hit right now. They, HBO would have a hit if they would have just focused on doing a modern version of uh, the Scooby Gang, right. rated R, sure. Right. Make them diverse if you want to. It's fine with me. But just keep out all the weird, random bullshit. They're like fucking Teen Titans Go is what it felt uh-huh. like. Just random shit constantly. <laughs> But I hey, I'm trying. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna figure out. So uh, so, uh, so my over. Uh, uh, I know you're gonna watch the rest of the episodes. I got no choice now. I gotta fuck. I saw solve me a mystery. 
hopefully you're not disappointed later on. Uh, Man, if they throw away the limit, I will be so fucking mad. <laughs> but you're telling me basically that uh, the Rotten Tomato and the uh, the IMDb... Yeah, they weren't wrong. They weren't wrong. No. <laughs> My God. If I didn't love Smystery so much, I'd have not... Uh, well, that's another thing. This is your genre of show, and yet... It was rough. <laughs> Just you explaining it alone, you're grabbing your head like, yeah, like oh, I'm son to, of a bitch. Like I'm trying to figure out how to tell a, cons- a coherent cons- uh, story. Like, I'm trying to extract from the episode the actual content. story, yeah. Oh, man. Like, if I wrote down all the weird jokes and bullshit bits they did, yeah. it would make no fucking sense. We've been, we've, I've been talking for an over an hour <laughs> on a show that's basically like five minutes long. <laughs> You can create the content. That's uh, that's all on you. <laughs> I'm good at it. Well, I'm getting better at it. I'm I'm, I'm trying, people. <laughs> so, one of the things that happened at the beginning of the episode was the the going through a room, right? Mm-hmm. And there was a little Easter egg from one of the original episodes okay. from the like I'm talking about like the 1960s, 70s. Where are you, Scooby Doo? Mm-hmm. There was a mask from one of their old. Uh, episodes and i looked up the episode and it was on hbo max as well right so i lucked out so i figured i will continue the show a little bit mm-hmm. with uh that episode that i watched it's called uh jeepers it's the creeper mm-hmm. october 3rd 1970 so we got velma we just watched episode one so now we're gonna talk about one of the old episodes this one's a lot shorter by the way <laughs> it's 22 minutes but it's not that long yeah and uh at the end uh i'll we'll pause it for a little bit or you guys should pause it when i get to the the unmask and think if you can figure out who did it from what i i tell you all right so when we start the steve's theme song the fucking uh, it's it's gonna be do me do oh man i was like oh i love it <laughs> It's the middle of the night, deserted road. There's a car going down the str- the, the this uh, dirt road, and uh, it's a bank guard, just I guess going home or doing something. And he gets to this fucking part of the road, and there's this big ass log across it. Right? He gets out. He's like, "Well, uh, guess I better move this fucking 800 pound log." And he starts pushing on it. Right? Like, yeah, like he's gonna move it all by himself. Like it's like the full length. Like it's not like a piece. It's like the whole tree just fell down. Yeah. So out of the bushes comes the creeper. Now, the Creeper's got a green mask. He's got a Frankenstein-type suit, uh, red hair. And he's like, <laughs> it's the Creeper. <laughs> I don't know how else to explain him. And uh, he, he comes out of the bush, and he's like, well, I'm about to beat this guy's ass. <laughs> and uh, that's all we see. It cuts to the Scooby gang in their fucking famous mystery mobile. Yeah. And uh, I never realized what their age was throughout this. As he's watching these as a kid. Mm-hmm. But they're going down to a, a school dance that's being held at a barn. Yeah. So they're going down the same road that the car was. And they're like, they're all excited. Like, oh, I can't wait to go to the uh, this uh, barn dance. It's going to be awesome. Shaggy's like, I can't wait for that chocolate syrup corn of the cob. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> See, pothead right there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Scooby's in the back, right? He's putting on his big-ass bow tie. He's fucking putting gel in his hair, combing his hair. He's, Scooby's going to go fuck tonight is what he's up to. Like, he's planning for a good old good old time. See, this already has more story. Well, because it's just being itself the whole way through. There's no meta jokes. I don't even think meta existed back then. Or if it did, they did it better. Yeah. So... 
they get they get to the they get to the fucking car. Like, what, what's that up ahead? And it's the the, it's the bank uh, the bank guard. And they they stop and they go out to see what's going on. And he's fucking knocked out against the tree. He's like, oh fuck. And the car's just fucking trashed. They go up to the guard like, hey, you okay? And he wakes up and he's like, uh, you get here, take this paper. He's like, the flame will tell the creeper. And he fucking passes out. And they're like, the flame will tell the creeper. And Scooby, I guess there are certain letters he can't pronounce. Like, the reaper. <laughs> I thought he said raper the first time I saw the episode. Oh, God. The, the raper. raper. <laughs> like, oh, shit. <laughs> so uh, Scooby finds, uh, so they, the, 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 the car is pristine on the outside, but fucking trashed on the inside. Like the fucking creeper just ripped out the fucking seats and everything. I'm like, God dang, what the fuck was he looking for? So Scooby finds a piece of paper on the floor, and it's the address to the bank uh, president. Like, oh, and you know they're like, oh, it's nearby. Let's drop off the. Uh, they don't have they don't have cell phones back then, 1970. Yeah. So they're gonna take the guard to the bank president's house because they they found the address. <laughs> and uh, they're at the house. Mister Carswell is the bank uh, president's name, and the guards uh, he passed out again, so he's just sleeping on the couch. It's like, oh, I'm glad you guys brought him here. Then we've had some weird things going on. And Fred gets off the phone. He's like, the, the sheriff's not there. He's not at the police station. He's out of, out of town. He won't be back for a few hours. They're so like, fuck. So, uh, Mr. Carville asked the kids if they found any uh, clues. Like, just this blank piece of paper with the message, the, 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 the flame will tell the creeper. Right. And they're, they're like, who the hell is the creeper? And Carville's like, the creeper's been this phantom that's been robbing their bank every night for uh, the last few weeks uh, every time he, every time they get robbed all the doors and windows from the inside are, are, are locked they're like so how does he get through like oh he just phases through the walls he just goes through the mist and he says something they're like whoa damn and Fred's like fuck all that we got a barn party to go to <laughs> that's basically what he says but not in a swear word so he's like, you kids go along. Mr. Carver's like, you kids go along. I'll take care of the guard I'll, I'll, when the sheriff gets here. And uh, they're like, well, they're still kids. Yeah. They want to party. So they leave. And I even put in basically Fred's... Fred's I wrote down basically Fred's and said, fuck that. And we, we got to go. <laughs> I wrote that down. I forgot what I wrote down. <laughs> so at the barn dance, everyone's fucking dancing. All the kids. There's a bunch of kids there or late teens. Yeah. And they're doing the weird like the motion back and forth. They're not really. They don't have a lot of animation. I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> so for so, so Shaggy and Scooby, they they're dancing and they they dance over to the uh, the buffet. And it's like, oh boy, corn on the cob uh, covered in maple and uh, chocolate syrup. He dips it in the chocolate syrup, a whole corn on the cob, right? And then he eats it. Listen to me, people. He eats it lengthwise. Like he 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 deep oh. like. Oh. Like the it's like eight nine inches. Like boy oh boy, I'm like oh my god. It's like are we just gonna bypass this here? <laughs> so outside the creeper starts rolling in. He's like and he goes up to the he goes up to the uh, the uh, the little power outlet. Mm -hmm. He flips it open and he knocks all the power out in the barn. Everyone freaks out inside. Like, oh, what the fuck? We can't have a party in a dark-ass barn. It's creepy. So Fred's like, everybody relax. Like, this is where he shows his leadership abilities. Like, here's what we'll do. We'll, we'll all meet up back at the mall shop. The, the mall shop. Like, oh, so it's part of the canon. 
and we'll, we'll continue the party there. Everybody's like, hell yeah, let's get out of here. Everybody leaves. Fred, Daphne, and Velma in the mystery machine still waiting for Shaggy and Scooby. Like, come on, guys, hurry up. It's like, we'll be right there. We're just cleaning up. They're not cleaning up. They're eating the whole fucking buffet. See? Pothead. Okay, he's a pothead. <laughs> what do you want me to say? He's, the man knows him some fucking ganja. So, they, uh, they, they eat... Uh, they eat everything. Like, all right, Scoop. They they put all the paper plates in a in a in a box. I'm like, all right, Scoop. Now we just gonna put these paper plate paper plates in the back. They're like, okay. They pick up the box of paper plates and they fucking like, take them out to the back. Let's put them next to that the uh, creepy ass scarecrow. And uh, it's not the scarecrow. It's a fucking it's a fucking creeper. And he's like, paper. I can't even do a voice. He keeps saying paper, paper. I can't even do the voice right. But he was, I was like, what the fuck? He just kept screaming paper the whole episode. So he's, they're like, oh, well, it's time to scoot. And so fucking they dip. Scooby and Shaggy. Like, they do. They're like, oh, my God. This is a scared thing. Mm-hmm. But I, I wish they'd do like a serious t- one-time time. Like, well, Scooby, it's time for us to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so they, they run because they're, they're, they freak out. Daphne and Velma. Or no, Daphne, Velma, and uh, Fred. Like, uh, where are you guys? And uh, Shaggy, because they, they got out of the van, Shaggy and Scoop knock into Velma and drop her to the floor. And they fucking jump into a, a hay bale. Just a bunch of hay. And they're like, where, where are you guys running from? It's like that. And the fucking creepers come and he's screaming paper. And so Velma and Daphne fucking dip into the hay with Shaggy to hide. And De- Velma, or no, Fred and Daphne, yeah. So Velma's laying there looking for, like, where the fuck are my glasses? My glasses. And so they, they just leave her there. <laughs> And then when she puts her glasses on, she sees the fucking creeper. And they fucking, uh, she dips too. So like, we, we gotta get out of here. Well, once they're all in the hay, they all fucking dip. So we have a little musical montage. He keeps screaming paper. It's a creepy character, by the way. If you guys ever watched that episode, you should check it out. Just the creeper was an interesting villain. So they have the they have one of those music montage runs mm-hmm. where they, they run around while the villain's chasing them that Scooby-Doo's famous for. Yeah. And it ends with the, the gang hopping onto a horse-drawn carriage, a wagon, basically. Mm-hmm. And the, them and the horse dip, and the creeper falls behind him in his own horse. I'm like, where did you guys get a I'm not even going to question. I'm just going to go with the flow. They have a fucking carriage all of a sudden. <laughs> so they're fucking dipping off. They're running. The horse is hauling ass. The creeper's right behind him on his horse. And uh, the gang's wagon hits a rock, and it detaches the wagon from the horse. So Fred, Daphne, and Velma fall into a ditch in the wagon. But, but Shaggy, because he's holding onto the reins, and Scooby, they end up going with the horse. <laughs> They're just fucking dangling in the air. So the horse stops abruptly at a cliff. Uh, there's a cliff, right? And he's like, well, I'm not going to fall through the cliff. The cliff. The horse stops, and it fucking sends Shaggy and Scooby into a, a hen house at the bottom. They fucking crash down there. They're like, uh, the creeper starts uh, following after him, right? So they hide in the hen house. The creeper goes in, opens the door. He's like, paper, paper? He doesn't say, like, I wish, he, I wish he'd say paper. Like, he always screamed it right. Mm-hmm. But if he, like, said, like, a normal voice, like, paper, paper? I would have laughed my ass off. <laughs> So he looks in. Scooby's on one of the little hay beds for the cat, the hens. Yeah. And the creeper's like, that's just that's a tall ass chicken, and he fucking leaves. He's who uh, Scooby's got one of those rubber uh, red rubber uh, gloves over his head. Mm-hmm. He, he's not even close to a chicken, but it's the kids' cartoon. I'll let it go. So they leave, or no, the creeper leaves, 
And then, uh, like, well, all right, Shay comes out of the bottom of one of the haze. He's like, let's get out of here, Scoob. And Scooby had been sitting on this little egg, and it hatches. And now the little chicken imprints on the Scooby. And, Sco- and uh, Scooby tried to tell it that you're, you're a chicken, and I'm a dog. I bark, and you uh, squawk, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then the fucking chicken starts barking, too. So for the rest of the episode, this, chicken, this little chick follows Scooby everywhere. So... We come back to uh, we come back to Velma, Daphne, and Fred. They're getting out of the the uh, the wagon. The wagon's fucking turned over. I'm surprised they didn't die. I'm surprised Gooby and Shaggy didn't die too. Actually, getting drugged by a horse. Yeah, uh, they're like, uh, man, we gotta start figuring out what's going on. We gotta start looking for some clues. And one of them is like, well, we can start with that. And they find this car just hidden in some bushes they go through it they don't find any identification nothing except on the floorboard is torn up negatives like film negatives mm-hmm. and then Velma says "Here's the, she said this word for word somebody doesn't want somebody to see a picture of somebody <laughs> I was like okay <laughs> so they're like well, we gotta find Shaggy and Scoob and you know meet back up so while they're doing that Shaggy and Scooby are uh, walking down the through the woods, and the creeper fucking finds them again. So they 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 dip again. Like it's just like a little random. I don't know why they decided to why have the creeper find him twice. Yeah. But uh, they find the the creeper finds Shaggy and Scooby again. They run the other way, and then Fred and Velma and Daphne are walking. They hear footprints. Like it has to be the creeper. Let's uh let's hide behind these trees and when I say jump we jump the fuck out of them. So they're like all right. So they're like uh now and they they jump and then they have that little dust thing mm-hmm. like the fight dust storm where you can't yeah. see who's fighting. They're like we got the creeper and they're just beating the hell out of somebody. The dust disappears and it's fucking Shaggy and Scooby just laid out on the ground. <laughs> Fred's got his fucking hands over both their heads just pinning them down. It's like thanks a lot guys. He you caught us. Like oh we thought you were the creeper. Like well I'm obviously I'm not. Am I? So, damn, it's windy out there. You can hear the wind, can't you? I know I can. Can you? All right, so after the gang gets back together, they find some footprints on the ground. Like, oh, this must be the creeper's footprints. Let's follow him and see where his lair is or whatever. So they follow the footprints and they end up, the, the footprints end at a gorge. Mm hmm. Just like a just a drop, and on the other side of the gorge is a cave, and on that other side of the cave is a one of those little rope and plank uh, bridges that you can roll up. Yeah, and it has two ropes coming back to their side, so you push it that way, and you can walk across the bridge, and then you can roll it up, and no one can come across. So, so Fred's like, uh, oh, I guess Scooby can walk across the ropes and get in. Uh, unfurl the uh the plank bridge and scooby's like who who's gonna do what <laughs> now will you do it for a scooby snack and he's like fuck yes i'll do it for a scooby snack <laughs> so he gives him a scooby snack but the little chick eats it instead so scooby's mad as fuck about it for like a second and he, he's like oh they're all laughing because the chick he ate the scooby snack so scooby walks across his fucking rope to get to the other side and they do a whole comedy thing where he's about to fall they show the gorge is like fucking hundreds of miles down I'm like well damn Scooby gets to the other side and he fucking unfolds the uh, the plank bridge so now the rest of the gang go over and inside is a bunch of little smoke and stuff mm-hmm. looks like someone's cooking something right and they come across uh, this old white guy 
like shaggy beard, really unkept clothes, just like a hobo. Mm-hmm. He's like, hello, I'm the uh, the hermit of the hill. Nice to meet all of you. He's really happy and jovial, uh, jovial with them. And so they're a little apprehensive about him. And they, they think he might be the, uh, the, the creeper. Mm-hmm. So he's like, come on, I'm about to have dinner. Come have dinner with me. So they're like, uh, like, should we trust him? It's like, I don't know. You know Scooby and Shaggy's appetite, right? So he's like, uh, here, have a taste. And Shaggy has a taste. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, oh, it's uh, squirrel stew with uh, pickled bat wings and uh, crabgrass roots. I'm like, what? <laughs> so they're like, fuck all that. <laughs> and they all leave, right? Right. They all run, and the fucking hermit, like, he was happy and fun at first, right? He gets really mad. They're like, come back. And he starts screaming at him to come back, like, mad as hell. So I'm like, well, damn. He turned on a dime. So the gang runs out, and he did that, like, come back, where, like, it does it three times. And then it's like the, the echo on the last one, come back. He did that, yeah. And so they get back to the mystery man. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, we got to figure, we got to go to the sheriff, let him know about the hermit, because I think he's the creeper. They, they open the door to the fucking uh, mystery machine, and in the driver's seat, the creeper's sitting there. He's like, paper? You got my paper? <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. So they have another chase sequence, uh-huh. and uh, it, it, it goes on for a minute or two. Everybody but Scooby ends up in one of those, these like hay bale machines. Like where they put hay in, mm-hmm. and out the other side comes out like those little squares of hay. Yeah, with like rope tied around it, like the bales of hay. Yeah, so so they all get stuck in there except for Scooby, and Shaggy's like, uh, Scooby, do something. So he turns it on, and out comes everybody in their own hay hay bale, just stuck inside, including the creeper. Right. So now the creeper's stuck in there. So uh, we got the creeper. So they unma- So Scooby unmasked the creeper. So. Here's the part where I asked you guys, from what I've told you and what you've seen so far, who do you think the creeper is? Now, bear in mind, a good mystery is fair. Mm-hmm. It gives you all the clues and all the suspects throughout the book, the movie, TV show, and then it lets you solve it if it's fair. Mm-hmm. Now, we have two suspects, the Hermit on the Hill, Mr. Carswell. We have a piece of paper. We have a car. We have a piece of paper that's supposed to tell who the creeper is, but they don't know how to activate it. We have a car that had torn up negatives of a picture that someone didn't want anyone else to see. We have a crazy hermit out in the woods. So we have two suspects. It can't be the bank guard, because we saw the the creeper with him in the scene. Mm -hmm. So we have whoever you see in the scene with the villain is not going to be them, unless they want to do like a plot twist. But they were in it together. Yeah. So it can't be the bank guard. He got his ass beat by the creeper not too long ago. So we got two suspects. What do you think it is? My guess it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be the bank owner, Mr. Carswell. Mm-hmm. You are correct because it was Mr. Carswell. <laughs> They're all like Mr. Carswell. <laughs> so the scene cuts a little bit, like a little bit of time passed. The cops got the Mr. Carswell arrested. It's like, I got you. The sheriff's there. I got, I got you. Your message, kids. I went to Mr. Carswell's house. I didn't find Mr. Carswell, but I found the bank card tied up in the basement. I'm like, well, damn. And then you, uh, then the kids explain what happened mm-hmm. to the sheriff, no less. 
If I was this year, I'd be like, what the hell you kids tell me about solving mysteries? Well, we already seen in Velma that there's only... They're, they're, they're inept as so. fuck. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so what happened was Mr. Carswell would fill... He was the last person that would leave the, the bank every night, being the bank president. He would fill his suitcase, his briefcase with money, lock it up, leave, come back in the middle of the night dressed up as the creeper, stand at the front of the door, right? Wait for someone to see him, and then he would dip. So it would always make it look like the creeper was some phantom was constantly robbing the bank. Yeah. What he didn't count on was that the guard, without him knowing, had put up an infrared camera up and up on by the safe in front of the safe. He said it was hidden, but when you look at it, it's a big ass fucking block on the wall. How <laughs> the fuck you didn't see that? It's beyond me. It took a picture of him while he was robbing the bank. Mm -hmm. And the flame will tell the creeper, well, you have to put flame up, up behind the, the, the photo and it would reveal the picture. Yeah. So they do that. And then there it is, Mr. Carswell. And Mr. Meddling Kids. <laughs> so uh, that's it. That's the story. But that actually had an actual mystery. A story. Yeah. <laughs> like there was an uh, like if you had enough intelligence, you could figure it out pretty pretty simply. That yeah, was pretty. But, they give you the suspects pretty quick. But then again, we're taking into account this is a kid show. Mm -hmm. Like it was made for younger people. Still good though. But not rated R. No. Yet it still had more of a story than Velma. Yeah. That's not meant for kids. That's scary. It's just, I don't know. Storytelling's gotten a little bit uh, lax lately. A little bit. Well, you, you, got, you got good storytelling, all right? You got, you got to put it together. Like, okay, you could have taken that original story from Scooby-Doo. Okay, you've already alluded to it with the mask in Velma. I guess it was just an Easter egg. I don't know. There was no reference to it. So the, other than the malt shop, there was nothing to uh, connect them. I'm just saying, you you had the time to put in the the Easter egg for it, right? You couldn't just do a whole new episode, even if it was R-rated. Well, like a remake, yeah, That'd be cool. That's what I'm saying. That would be pretty awesome. Like, that, like okay, she's already going back. Well, this is the first mystery that I saw, you know, and then the whole uh, cockroach sex scene, and then you could, I don't know, it, to me, you could have redone one of those old kids type shows, turned it into R-rated. If you wanted to go that route and still made it more interesting <laughs> instead of a bunch of meta references that nobody gets and a lot of bit jokes that were just like, oh, man, yeah, <laughs> wait for episode two, though. Th 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 thank you for your contribution. to this. So I guess that's what I'm going to be doing for the next uh, 10 weeks worth of episodes. I'm going to watch <sighs> an episode of Velma. <laughs> hey, man, I want to find out who murdered. Brenda and Krista. And you won't ever know till the very last episode either. And it would probably be some random throwaway joke too. Yep. Yeah. It, it was me. Velma. I, I killed him myself. I did kill him. It was me all along. <laughs> she blacked out by having one of those panic attacks and she murdered people. That'd be fucking hilarious. <laughs> I'll watch I'll I'll uh, deep dive one of those episodes and then I will do one of the originals and we'll send that you guys can solve it with us. All right. Well, we look forward to that next week. What, when I'm fucking an 85 year old man, you're uh, gonna have so much gray hair by the end of the series. Jesus, I've had a gray hair. My, never mind. <laughs> a pubic gray hair. Which I wish the kind of was kind of cool. A nice little salt and pepper shaker around your shaker. 
Uh, we're, we're old is what we're saying <laughs> okay so let's finish up with some nice urban dictionary what you got definitions this is ran this one is random as fuck and most of them are so yes i guess that's true <laughs> uploaded by eliza on november 22nd 2007 taco twins two girls named elizabeth and joe beth who star in a wildly popular video called taco town i looked up this video taco town on youtube couldn't find it I was going to look it up on Pornhub, but it gave me flashbacks of two girls, one cup, so I did not. <laughs> so I don't know what they're referencing. I don't know what Taco Town is. Taco Town? I've never heard of it. Never heard of Elizabeth or Joe Beth starring in a wildly popular video called Taco Town. I looked I looked up Taco Town all over YouTube. Nothing. Nothing. I didn't want to look it up in Pornhub because I didn't want to what however horrors would show up. <laughs> So we'll just leave it at that. Man, you know, I read up on Urban Dictionary the definition of two girls, one cup, and just reading them made me nauseous. I can't even yeah. imagine watching it. Yeah. Please do not look that. If you've never seen it, please don't ever don't. look it up. Just don't. All right. So um, uploaded by Peppy Shaken on September 25th, 2013. Love Diamond. It's a good old colloquial term for a woman's vagina. Kind of liked it actually. We don't love Diamond. I liked it. I don't know. Think I am a pervert. Although I say I'm a pervert, but I'm one of those distinguished perverts. <laughs> you know, women have to be of age 18 and older. Uh, so you're saying you're not a pedophile, which is good. I'm not a pedophile. I'm not into bestiality. I'm not uh, into rape play. Age play, incest. I'm a distinguished pervert. I like big titties, big asses, every skin type, skin tone. 18, between 18 and 70. I'm in the, you know, petite to plus size. I'm in the, I guess I'm just into the variety of, that is ladies. And that you might find yourself a love diamond. That would be awesome. <laughs> I just love ladies, ladies, ladies. I'm not into bondage or food play. Or foot stuff. Or I'm not Quentin Tarantino. Okay. I'm not into that either. The sad thing is you're not into any of these things, but you know the categories of every single one of them. And as I said, I'm a distinguished pervert. <laughs> we know it all. We, but that's why that's how we know what we like. That's what a distinguished pervert is. We are very well educated in all things sexual. So that's why we have our specific preferences. Uh, the more you know. You're going to know a lot about me. I can tell you that already. <laughs> I'm not ashamed about anything that I'm into. Uploaded by Wiley E. Coyote. <laughs> <laughs> On June 8, 2006. Roadrunner. <clears throat> when a man blindfolds a woman and with a woman bent over against a wall has sexual intercourse with the woman from behind. While having sex with the woman, the man paints a railroad tunnel on the wall and runs away while the blindfolded woman is run down by a cartoon train. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just read them. They get real weird. Oh, God. Well, that's it for this episode. A, a long one because I owed you guys a better one than Inu Yasha. You suffered, I think, for this episode. I don't know. I kind of enjoyed it. You know, I kind of enjoyed Velma, even with all its hundred faults. And yet, you would still give it. A two out of ten. <laughs> I'm just saying, it was a terrible story. 
But I like I like bits of it. Like the mystery stuff was just spot on. I mean, come on, there's something going on. You had to. Uh, I'll put it this way. Okay. You may have not hated it, but you did have to work <laughs> for that. Yeah, I had to make sure. I had to find the real story within that. <laughs> just listen to that. <laughs> well, it's, I don't know what it's trying to be. Whether it's trying to be a, a legit story or whether it just wants to be a throwaway uh, comedy bit. Yeah. Once it finds its voice, it might be a good show. Well, we'll find out. <laughs> but episode two. <laughs> All right. But with that, we will go ahead and end the episode. Uh, thank you guys for joining us, and we will see you again on the next one. Bye-bye.